Welcome to the SBS Tour de France podcast. It's sponsored by Zwift, the indoor training video gaming road to fitness. Used famously by riders in the pro peloton, Zwift is changing the game for indoor training. Structured workouts, group rides, races over endless kilometers of road. Get after your fitness training goals with Zwift. Learn more at Zwift.com to start your free seven-day trial. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast, uh, all the way from the last stage of the Pyrenees. Before we start, let me uh, remind you that you can uh, download, stream, uh, subscribe from our website, svs.com.au slash tdf. Joining me like every single day on this uh, uh, Tour de France is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Well, I hang around like a bad smell, don't I? You just can't. You've been trying. You've tried to lose me a couple of times. It hasn't worked. I'm, I'm just too quick. I thought you were thinking I was trying to stalk you. Uh, there's a bit of a story that's happening on Instagram where I'm kind of stopping, stalking you. I, you know what? I actually don't know what goes on in your head yet because you've tried both. Stalking, lose me, mate, I don't know. I can't figure you out. I don't think anyone else can, but it's all good. Maybe I'm just a loose cannon. Uh, let's talk about this stage uh, today. We have a, a super stage. We had a super stage. We knew on the card that that was going to be a super stage with all those climbs and, and we knew that was going to be the last hoo-ha uh, in the Pyrenees, but it didn't fail to deliver. And then we've got Quite a great winner with Roglic. It delivered in spades, didn't it? And you know what I will say, for me, Roglic, ride of the tour so far. That was unbelievable. We've seen some great rides, you know, and, the, and the, probably the one that comes to mind, John Degenkolb's ride on the, on the Parvay, when you look back on the whole tour so far. Uh, but Roglic today, he attacked five times on the Col d'Orbisque, five times against the best guys in the world. Then he attacked on the descent with them on his wheel, and he rode them off his wheel. He descended, he took the risks, he did everything, took time, he won the stage, took 19 seconds, and he's pushed himself. He's got one foot, like a ski jumper, on the third step at the moment, but he could even move to the second step. Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to Primoz Roglic. Primoz, what a, what a stage, what a win for you. Yeah, it was a really, really hard stage today, and uh, I'm super happy that uh, I can win at the end. What was the strategy from the beginning? Was it to really go out, just really try to win this stage? Uh, yeah, <coughs> you're somehow always uh, hoping for that, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't have so much influence then on the race and it was really, really hard to start from the beginning till, till the end. And uh, I felt that uh, I had also like good legs and uh, yeah, for sure, uh, at the end, I was really fighting for it. Do you think that two minutes, five seconds for Geraint Thomas is enough to win the yellow jersey and 2.24 to you? Yeah, I don't know well, with these seconds and these places. Uh, the thing is I can focus is on myself and uh, tomorrow yeah, for sure will be another big fight. Can you win the yellow jersey? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who knows? Uh, like, yeah, who knows who will win tomorrow? Huh? So, uh, yeah, the thing is I can focus on myself and uh, I will try to do that. And for sure then at the end I will be happy with, with whatever number in front of my name will be. So that was uh, Primoz Roglic straight after the stage. Is he, is he super cool, Primoz Roglic? Surely the highest number, the better for him. He's trying to be super cool, isn't he? <laughs> come on, come on, Primoz. You're the biggest bike race in the world. No, look, he's... he's. I think, I think they're all just, uh, you know, I think it's been such a long and tiring tour. They always are. There's, no, there's, no, there's not a tour that isn't long and tiring. So I'm stating the obvious there. But I think they, you know, he's just... Uh, 
wanting to get the TT out of the way. And then I, I don't think it, it sinks in completely uh, yet for what he's achieving here. And it's not done. The race isn't done yet. You know, all things considered, I think he, he'll hold his spot on the podium, I believe. I mean, let's not forget Chris Froome could actually bounce back tomorrow I, I, and produce a winning time. I don't think he will, just because I think he's, he's, on, he's on the way down for him in terms of form, whereas Roglic is on the way up. Yeah, we'll talk about from uh, in a minute because he looked very ropey actually uh, today, or very ropey. He's on the Froome scale, uh, but uh, yeah, Ro Roglic. I think there's a bit of controversy as well with uh, Dumoulin, with Tom Dumoulin, because I don't speak Dutch, you don't speak Dutch, but Dumoulin looked very crossed. He wouldn't speak English, yes. And now I got we got this intel while we were. Uh, doing the live show, the wrap-up at the end of the stage, uh, Tomo and I, apparently Dumoulin crossed the line, was talking to his team for quite a bit, and then he was apparently furious and wouldn't do an interview in English, only in Dutch. But what he said was, we got the translation done, he said he's upset and he believes Roglic was getting paced on the straight sections of the descent, and that's why the gap opened up. So... Remains to be seen. Roglic is the man that went on the podium. Hang on, hang on. We've got someone here. Who I think he wants to add a bit. Robbie McEwen. Look at you. you no, I, 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 said, I said I, I was hang just around listening. like a bad smell. I was just geez. listening. <laughs> yeah, we'll catch stuff off you. But anyway. Well, I just what heard you what think? you said and, yeah. and, and, and that you know quote. And I just stood there and shook my head. And what do you think? Garbage? Uh, yeah, garbage. Yeah, yeah. Roglic, he opened the gaps in the corners. And where he opened the biggest gap was when... Finally, Dumoulin looked around to get some sort of assistance. Then Froome came to the front. Then it was like trying to share the chase, but that's where the gap blew out. But the gaps came in the corners. I was watching it inch by inch. He wasn't getting paced on the straights. He was sprinting out of every corner. And you know you see climbers come out of a corner, try to accelerate. They look like a bit of well-cooked spaghetti. He was rock solid and putting down massive power out of the corners. It was all Roglic. Yeah, well done. I agree. And, and you guys called it blow by blow. And, and as we were watching and listening to you, I couldn't agree more. It was in the corners where he made the time up. Well done. Good job. No. All right, well, your job's done. Now when, off you when, go. When you've been, beat, <laughs> when you've been beaten, you, you've, you, you know, you, uh, how to put it nicely, you get the shits. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Thanks, you know. Robbie, in his best words. <laughs> in his best French. Uh, he doesn't hold back. But no, he's, he's right. I agree with him. And, and you know, Roglic, uh, that's where he made that time up, in the corners, because he took the big risks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so all in all, Froome, I was, we were just saying a minute ago, Froome looks a bit ropey. I mean, he cracked today. He came back, but a few instances, we, fe we saw that Froome was cracking a little bit today. Do you, well, at least cracking the armour. I, I like how you say that. What I'd like you to do is to find Chris Froome and say, well, you, you're a bit ropey today, mate. <laughs> I wonder what he, what, well, if he was, if, He's a bit stroppy at the moment. He got taken out by a gendarme. If another Frenchman gives him a curly question, question like that, he might raise the hairs on the back of his head. So you know I'm a nutcase. I could. If only he was coming to the press, uh, to oh, the press room. If only it. he was... Yeah, you'd do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would bar my name with Sky probably forever. But, <laughs> but no, honestly, uh, it didn't look that great. Today. But he played. He played the role of, you know, the 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 teammate for Gian Thomas. He did. He, he did enough. He look first. First and foremost, he rode like a true champion. He's obviously his form's not the devastating form that we've seen of Chris Froome. You know, to win four four. I was about to say Grand Tours. He's won what six? He's won the Giro, the Vuelta, plus four TDFs. But he he rode like a champion. He got dropped what three times, four times. He even got dagged off on the descent when Roglic really put the pressure on and he fought back and he got back on and then he rotated a couple of turns with Dumoulin in the last couple of kilometres so you've got to give credit to an absolute champion of Chris Froome but you're right he's he's not at his best and I think what we can say and I said it earlier 
maybe, just maybe, the Giro Tour double will not be done. It, maybe it just will never be done. Do you think today, corner of his head, is somewhat a little bit regretting to have done that Giro or not? Is that, in terms of your champion, your, your, your next pro, in his well, mind. I'm a champion. You're a champion, oh. of course you are. <laughs> but like in, in, uh, you're a champion, but you're also an ex-pro. Uh, <laughs> that's what I should say, really. But the, in the corner of his head, how does he feel today, knowing that he's not going to win this Tour de France? Okay, I mean, he needs uh, enormous circumstances to go his way to win this Tour de France, which probably won't happen. But do you think he's regretting to have done that, that Giro or not? Can I, I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question what I hope and then I'll tell you what maybe he thinks I hope he does and he shouldn't because his Giro was a incredible victory it was back from the dead wasn't it we all know that and for those of you who are trying to think oh how did he win it he was three minutes down with what two days to go it was an amazing performance and it will go down as one of the greatest victories in a grand tour in the history of the sport so I hope not I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think Chris Froome's a pro. He 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 is calculating. He calculated everything. He almost he almost didn't win the Giro. He almost didn't even finish on the podium, and then he won it, you know. And so he came here ready to go, and he's just fallen short, not by much. So he should hold his head high with it, with everything he's had to deal with. He should. So Giro not being the Tour de France, do you think he can do something special here in this Tour de France, or done and dusted for him? Um, no, I don't think so. I think. I don't, he won't win the time trial tomorrow. I'll be, I'll be very surprised if he does win the time trial tomorrow just because I think he'll be just a couple of percent off. And I think possibly Dumoulin, Roglic and Garrett Thomas will better his time in the time trial. And then, of course, the Champs-Élysées, it's a day for the sprinters. It's a procession. Um, so it's amazing. I think you mentioned, you said to me during the stage, well, towards the end, you said Chris Froome has not been through the mix zone once this year. And that's true. I don't. I haven't. I interviewed Chris Froome at the press conference before the race started. It's the only time I've spoken to him. I haven't spoken to him since. I have not seen him at all. Gosh. Well, there you go. And I've got questions for him. Yeah. Yeah. He knows. That's maybe that's why you haven't seen him. <laughs> maybe he's listening as well. Uh, Garen Thomas. I mean, today he like a boss. He did it like a boss, like the boss he is of this Tour de France. I mean, we can't say anything else. No, you, you hit it on the head. He was. He owned the race today. He he didn't have to attack. He, and he rode, look, we say, you know, Sky, they, sometimes they ride boring, conservative, the tactics. They use the science and it's not always what we want to see. But we saw a fantastic race. Garrett Thomas, he just held firm. He didn't get carried away. I think he could have attacked. He probably could have counter-attacked uh, Roglic and Dumoulin. But to give Roglic some credit, I mean... I'm not sure he would have dropped Roglic, to be honest. And he didn't need to take big risks. He didn't need to take big risks on the descent as well. So he did everything right. He sprinted in for second place. I think he gained a few more seconds as well. So job well done. And did you know that he was at school with uh, Gareth Bell? Really? Yep. Same, same school. Age, same age. No, two years older. Yeah, he'd be probably just right now, only right now, he'd be like, okay, it's okay that I didn't become a footballer. You know, I mean, footballers, mate, Gareth Bale's probably worth 10 times Garrett Thomas, but... He's, he's got a little nest egg now for himself, so he'll be happy. Yeah, I'm just wondering what's in the water over there, that's all. True, true. That's Well, it, well they've produced some sports stars, haven't they? But as you were chatting to the Welsh, uh, the, the TV that, and the radio that have been in the compound, and incidentally, I think they're the smallest crew in the compound at the tour. In the smallest budget. And they said, we always stuff it up. We always, <laughs> Something always goes wrong, you know, we don't win, this happens, we crash, we whatever. And, and then, but all sports, you know, we miss the penalty kick whatever anyway i think well he's got one foot 
and a hand firmly on that top step. He's just about to stand up and raise the arms on the champs. And you know who's pushing? It's always Team Sky. Team Sky knows how to win this Tour de France. Yeah, credit to them. Egan Bernal was a superstar again today, wasn't he? And and look, all of the, all of the riders, all the guys like Luke Rowe, who you don't see in the mountains, but the, the role he has played over the three weeks on the flat stages, on the Parve day, you know, on, on the stage one when Geraint Thomas didn't get caught up in the split. I mean, that is effectively, you know, he, he's riding like a cha- he's ridden like a champion. And sometimes you make your own luck, and, and uh, Geraint Thomas did that. He obviously had good legs because he was the only GC guy that was in the front of the peloton on that day. Okay, uh, let's finish on this stage. Uh, Julian Alaphilippe is in the Polcado jersey. He's got the Polcado jersey on his shoulders. Let's listen to him. Uh, Julian, the uh, Polcado jersey well and truly on your shoulders. How does that feel? Well, it's uh, an incredible uh, feeling, you know. Again, again today, a uh, lot of support from the public. It was uh, the last ba- battle in the climb, so for to take some points, so I give my best, and I was hoping just I have good legs to 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 give everything, and uh, I'm just so happy, you know. I have no words. And uh, we know how important is the Polcado jersey for the for the French riders. Was it a dream of yours when you were a little kid? Honestly, honestly, really not, uh, because, like I said before, my goal was to. I was dreaming dreaming about uh, trying to to win one stage, and I won two. And uh, now I have this jersey on my shoulder, so it's not finished. We. I, I can be really, really happy when I pass the finish line in uh, Paris after the Champs-Élysées, but for this moment, uh, it's an incredible, incredible tour for me, and uh, today I did uh, my best, and uh, I think it's a good job for, for, for the jersey. Merci. That was uh, Julian Alaphilippe. He's a, he's a worthy winner of that French traditional Polcado jersey. He's smashed it, hasn't he? And he has totally smashed it. And and I've got some little notes here, so I don't forget. I mean, one rider, and I don't want to be on a negative note, but it is uh, Warren Bargill. He's had a go, so we've got to give him full marks for trying. But compared to last year, wow, it's back to the drawing board. Yeah, exactly. And then also, I mean, we, you and I, we had a chat of Mike, but last year, Warren Bargill won this uh, this pocket of journey. But he, he, he looked, and their competition looked a lot more fiery. This year, it looks like Alaphilippe was in control. From at the moment he got the Polcado jersey, they had a plan to keep it. Well, it was interesting. I think I could be wrong, but I think earlier on in the tour, when he first got it on one of the really, you know, the non mountain stages, uh, Alaphilippe went for the points and he got the jersey. And you said, Oh, do you think maybe he could win it? And I said, Well, he'll have to do it as an opportunist. And he that is how he did it. However, he climbed, he climbed with some great climbers and, and was taking points over major coals like all his category climbs. I mean, no one else was climbing as good as Alaphilippe. So he, he has totally owned that jersey and risen above, I think, what any of us thought he would do. And I know we can't predict over a few years uh, ahead, but uh, I reckon, you know, French, French people have been uh, focusing a lot on, on Bardet being the next uh, GC winner. And I know you and I, we talked about it, but Alaphilippe is at the pointy end of the uh, next few Tour de France. We, we should be hearing a lot more about Alaphilippe in the years to come. Oh, absolutely. He's, and he's young. And he, he seems quite in control too. Uh, just his mentality psychologically, he seems quite mature for his age and, um, you know, for a young guy. And it'll be interesting how he carries this success forward, moving forward. So, no, no, he, he's a star. 
two other things that we need to probably to mention on this stage as well is, is uh, Mitchelton. They tried again. I mean, they are troopers, these guys. True Aussie troopers. Ah, oh, they are, they are. And it's not an all-Australian team, but there, there is a big contingent of Aussies on the team. They rode like champs. I mean, Adam Yates, you know, the, the bad luck he's had. Nieve. Yeah, Nieve as well, in the breakaway today. Um, and then the other two guys, and I, I couldn't help it, I had to run out and give them a pat on the back because I saw them shake hands with each other as they went across the line, making the time cut, Luke Durbridge and Michael Hepburn. So, no, they have tried. Full marks for trying. Look, they're probably going to come up with not a result. And, and when, I say, when I say not a result, not a stage win, not a stage win and, and not anyone in a jersey or on the podium, but, gee, they've tried hard and they should hold their heads high. You've got to take the good with the bad and they will take this. Mitchell and Scott, they'll take it on the chin. They, they know what they've come here with and they won't sugarcoat it at all. Um, and I think it'll be, you know, a silver lining is this will, be a, this will make them stronger. And they don't need to be. They're tough, but this will, this will urge them on more to win that yellow jersey one day. Yeah, but no one wins the yellow jersey on their first year trying to conquest GC. We have to remember that. They sort of changed their, their strategy not so long ago. So, honestly, they've done well, and it's a very, very good sign for the future. It is, it is. Yeah, and look, Adam Yates, he was obviously just a little bit off kilter. He, his form, you know, he just wasn't, it just wasn't there. He's finished fourth in the Tour de France before, so, you know, they, I think they made the right selection. Um, and, I, you know, I back him in on that. But, um, yeah, they'll, they'll learn from this. You'll do, you tweak things, you, you know, you think about the preparation. They'll go back to the drawing board. They'll go, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? And how can we fix it? And how can we move forward? Now, I want to ask you one question, uh, Maka. You've been very critical of Movistar <laughs> all the way through the, this Tour de France. I was waiting for you to pull me out. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a Leopard doesn't change his spots, uh, what do you make of Movistar in the last few days? Uh, tactically, it looks like they've listened to you. Well, they did. I, I had a word to... Um, Landa, of course. Yeah, I said to... Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I have been critical. Three days ago, I really criticised them because they did. But they rode. Personally, I thought... Their tactics on that stage were outdated and they came up with nothing. All they did was assist Team Sky. They gave Team Sky a rest on the front when really they should have been trying to go on the counter-attack. But, and I, you know what, I actually think they learnt that lesson themselves because the next day, I think it was, they came out firing. Quintana won the stage. You know, he then had a nasty crash, which I think set him back. But Mikel Lander rode like a trooper on this stage and he didn't win the stage, but he was in that front group. And at one point he pushed himself. He was edging towards the podium, virtual podium, out during the stage. So Movistar, no, no, they absolutely lifted their game. So I give them uh, full marks. Okay, now let's quickly have a look at what's coming up tomorrow. Uh, of course, this uh, time trial, really hard one to predict. Uh, but I'm going to have to ask you, what do you see? Uh, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Garen Thomas wins it. He looks to be the strongest. He looks to be the strongest. He is, and now, finally now, he can actually put his face in the wind. And he hasn't had to. He's, he's ridden so smart. I would not be surprised if Garrett Thomas wins it and proves to everyone that he's the best bike rider. And I sort of, I hope he does. I hope he does. Unless it rains and he's got a few problems, we know. Uh, and I'm not pessimistic with the Welsh. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, they're just, you know what? They're just next door. <laughs> their tent, their tent is literally next door to us. So just, just tone it down a bit, mate. No, they're on your own. You can stay one word. You one word. Shovel in your hand and you're starting to dig holes. And you know, what's the, what's the. What's the what's the um, the old movie? Is it Macbeth or one of those ones from the UK? Mate, they, they've got the traits. They've got the traits. They'll go after you. Yeah, from them. I'm, I'm a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, honestly. So, Garen Thomas, do you see anything else changing for the for the GC there or not? I don't see that. I see Garen Thomas winning the yellow. 
hands down. He'll win it. The, the big one is Roglic and Dumoulin. And uh, Dumoulin, as we said, he's a little bit angry from, you know, his comments about Roglic's win and drafting. So there's going to be a battle royale. And they're two. They're two of the best time trialists in the world. And Roglic is obviously on a massive high. I don't, his effort today would not have taken any more out of him than it would have Tom Dumoulin. Dumoulin, I think, was really in the box at the end there. So... Uh, and he's got a victory, so he'll be he'll be he'll be buoyed by that. So um, I'm not going to pick it. I'm going. I'm not going to because I don't think we can. I think it's going to be so close between who finishes second and third. Froome, for the first time in what five editions, will not finish on the podium at the Tour de France, and will not have a stage at, against uh, against his name and his tour as well. No, I don't, he will not win the stage tomorrow. Okay, uh, you heard it. Uh, now I just want to pull you up on one thing. I probably should have done this at the top of the show, but. You, we went to the supermarket before during oh, no! stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The saucisson. Now, if, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's more or less like salami, you know, big le long legs of salami. How are your arteries? I've had too much. <laughs> I've had too much of it. But I'm sick of what? it. You know what? I am proud of you, and I mean this. You're a good boy, and you're a good son, because you are getting some of this saucisson because you can't get it up in Brittany, and you're taking it back to your dad. Yeah, my dad is doing a virtual uh, Tour de France à la saucisson with me. Uh, and the, the aim is really to have a beer with him uh, and then just uh, to talk about this Tour de France when I see him and then we'll taste a different saucisson uh, from different areas in France, which I think is a lovely thought. And, and uh, yeah, that, that is a lovely thought. It's beautiful. And clog up the arteries in the process. Yeah, I'm going to have to Zwift when I come back. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly are. All right, on that note, I reckon we could wrap it up. Thanks, Melka. Uh, this is it for the podcast today. Uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download stream or uh, subscribe to our podcast from our website sbs.com.au slash tdf or uh, schedule a ride or check out the rides on Zwift uh, and there's a Fondo coming up on the 5th of August it's an SBS Grand Fondo uh, run by Zwift check it out on their website it's uh, Zwift.com uh, until uh, tomorrow where this uh, time trial uh, will be deciding or not the Tour de France uh, it's bye for now A quick shout out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it. Your cycling buddies probably use it. And the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac or Apple device and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days riding around Wattopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.